Dark swords and candle art to spark souls And sark souls to cross roads and bandits are Catacombs and giant doors Protect the chest of swords and legendary items With the dragon bones and iron doors It's a grand theft of Elm Scrolls Simon's quest for Joe and Earl Rock shoes to F crew Keeps the exit gaming news The police need some bad dudes To crash crew like Bandicoot All shit and gaming and glitch Control on shows Control Issues! Well, yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, yes y'all. y'all. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AMC. And this is a dub. You can find us at control-issues.com. That dash is a hyphen. Use it sparingly. You can also go to your podcast provider, whoever that may be. Look for Control Issues. Download it. Subscribe to it. Rate it. Review it. We'll be so grateful. Go on over to Twitter. At my control issues is the handle. And you can also go over to twitch.tv slash control issues pod we put up video game gameplay videos video game gameplay video yeah adub got some stuff up there for you to indulge upon so indulge upon it who yeah adub yeah let's just get right into it january 19th this was dropping on january 20th adub what have you been playing well I'm still playing Diablo 3, man. I can't tear myself away from it. I'm just deep in season 19. I've completed the the first four chapters of the season journey, so I've claimed my gifts. Haven't opened them yet. Going to see if I can give them to a monk. Get that set just right out the gate, ready to go. But still tweaking my wizard build. Got my spectral blades and my disintegrate cracking. Just on that hunt for ancients, useful legendaries, abilities that I can extract and add through Kanai's cube to just squeeze out every little bit of power I can possibly get. I managed to locate the Diablo 1 level, so that was a nice little bit of nostalgia. You could check that out on the stream, twitch.tv slash control issues pod. It's awesome. I, I love the visuals, the the pixelated look. Like it's still Diablo three, but it's pixelated and it moves a little different. Plus the animations are very framey. So <laughs> it looks it almost looks like, you know, Clay Fighter or like the old school Mortal Kombat where it's just I don't know, just that jankiness with the animation. I love it. I wish they would make a game like that for us to enjoy. That would be awesome. But yeah, just playing the hell out of that. Bumped it up to Torment 14. I found an ancient version of some pants with an ability that gave me a big chunk of my power back. I got an ancient for a category that I didn't have an ancient for in the past. So I got an extra 750% attack power on that. I can still get ancient versions of my rings. Uh, I've, I'm just destroying rifts, greater rifts, level 65. Just need to go and beat one level 70 greater rift. Then I unlock primal ancients. And then I can start getting those max stat rolls on my on my drops whenever I get a, a primal ancient. Overall, I'm just having a great time. I mean, there's nothing much to say in regards to Diablo. You guys have been hearing the same old stuff for years and years. It's just nice to still be able to play a game this entertaining, well-made and feature complete that's still showing me different things that I can enjoy, different things I can do. So, yeah, Blizzard knocked it out the park with this game. Can't give them enough praise. Would you want to see more of the uh, the previous Diablos within Diablo 3 or moving forward? Say with Diablo 4, you want to see some of Diablo 3 in there, some of Diablo 2? Run across D- those levels? Diablo 3 level in Diablo 4 would be kind of dope. <laughs> Just that that bright, colorful art style. Oh, man. That's the one thing I'm going to miss when Diablo 4 comes out. However, playing Diablo 3 just makes me want Diablo 4 more and more. It's just like, oh, there's, there's new Diablo in the works. Can you imagine that first legendary, like that first successful build? I mean, are they going to keep elective mode where I can swap my skills around? I don't know. <laughs> Man, it's, I'm extremely excited. 
I enjoyed Diablo greatly. I do need to get back on Death Stranding. We got a three-day weekend. MLK birthday. MLK day <laughs> is a good day. So I'm going to be spending more time playing. I, I got to dig into Death Stranding. I, I got to do it in a big way. I got to put in like 10 or 12 hours over the next couple of days. That's what's really going to lock me in and get me acclimated to the controls to the point where it's like, okay, let's keep chipping away at this. So I'm looking forward to that. Hell yeah. But AMC, what have you been playing? Been putting in that work on Octopath Traveler. Um, yeah, that game just continues to grow. Um, How many paths have you up. traveled? The path, uh, so I traveled one other path. I finished out the, um, I think it was the Thieves story. That was where I was last week. I was midway through his chapter. So I finished out his chapter and then found the next character who is basically a hunter. She somewhat reminds me of uh gal and uh final fantasy six yes um what's dope about her she's so she's a hunter she's from a hunting clan uh they're very much of the uh the forest and so a lot of what's going on in her chapter is like philosophy on being one with nature and it's kind of like so the first villain that you fight against is like a beast that's made its way into the forest and the thing with her uh her clan is their hunters so if there's ever a beast that's out of control they're hired by other villages to come in and clear out those beasts and just restore order and so her thing was the, the beast that we had to, that had to fight uh he had made its way into their woods uh and was killing things but not killing them to eat them just killing them so she's like that's upsetting the order the balance because it's not it's not feeding it's just killing for the sake of killing which is a human sin so this beast must be removed so i go find him take his bitch ass out and what's dope about her her name is hannah i believe hannah and her ability is that she travels with an animal one so she has this leopard who has its own attacks at least it looks like a leopard and then she has very similar to gao she has the ability to take on the abilities of the beast the difference is she actually captures the beast and then so you can then summon them to come out into into battle and then they have their they each have their own special attacks so she's a beast master exactly yes so yeah um so that's that's a pretty dope part is as you're fighting you have the options to attack and then you also have an option once you've beaten them down enough to then capture that that beast and it'll show you the, it'll show the percentage if you put boost points into it it ups your percentage and so with that like i've I'm still seeing how many beasts I can carry because as of right now I have six on me, so I want to see what the max is, and mm. with each one I can call out their attacks. And then on top of that, what's dope is that it's she's not limited to the beast; she also has her own her own personal weapons, which are a bow and an axe. So if they have any of those vulnerabilities, I can still exploit those without having to rely on the beast. Unless so, you're going to say that you could capture like people. <laughs> Oh, that would be great. Well, the slave master. <laughs> yeah, the slave master. Well, that's pretty much uh, the dancer's ability. She has allure, which means that she can allure the NPCs to then come fight at her side. So well, that's, 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 that's more of an enchantress. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, she's very much like an enchantress, but just enchanting or alluring with that body. Mm -hmm. With them jiggle physics. The hips don't lie. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, um, yeah, I got the Beastmaster and just really enjoying her her story. And it was actually the first character outside of the first. So I, I've collected up to four, and then she made five. So actually, I had to take a person out of the party. So this will be the interesting part moving forward to see if I eventually will get an ability that allows me to hot swap in the middle of the battle, kind of similar to Persona, or if this is going to be one of those things where I'm going to have to kind of decide who i want in my group as i'm like pushing forward the dope thing is that um they have recommended levels to then go on and play the next chapters of each character so you do have to grind them up as so that you can uh. then play to their next chapter so it's not a thing where i can just settle on a set of uh, just four dudes and then play out the rest of the game i'm actually gonna have to play with each and every character why if i want to see their story played out why are they putting progression behind an unnecessary grind yeah why would they make me have to do this why can't no, i just know their why story can't I just do it why can't i just watch a video no, why can't i just go on youtube <laughs> so yeah um with that yeah like uh seeing that she also has her world ability is that she can provoke people into battle and in those battles she can only use the beast so i'm as of right now i'm not really seeing 
the real benefit of it other than every time i beat somebody i think i've gotten an item so i guess that's where it goes but i was curious to see like if by beating the npcs in battle with the beast does that somehow strengthen the beast but um as of right now it just seems like it's four items and for personal experience maybe job points to then place towards skills but yeah once again it's uh another way to interact with the world that's that's one thing that i love like this game seems to lick the plate clean when it comes to assets out in the world it's not just you're not fighting npc you're not fighting enemies just to beat them and get experience you you can also now utilize them in battle you're not just talking to npcs just to get a text you can then allure them and use them in battle so they really make interactions with things um more efficient and they're just trying to make the most out of each and everything that they put a little story behind in that game so it just adds to the overall lore um which i'm really enjoying so and the Octopath art Kid, style that art style is just amazing that presentation yeah like you see like the uh as like the story's playing out and like you just see like the little movements and like the animals like as like the characters are discussing it's like it just gives it that little bit of life and that retro feel mm. but a dub Let's get into the topics of the week. Top topics of, of the, the week. week. Eventful week. Oh, yes. And, um, <laughs> usually, I don't like to, to lead in with the negative, but, you know, MPD, there's a lot going on, and I feel like, um, you know, you should just take it away, Dub. Yeah. So, as you've probably heard from the tone and the content of previous shows, we were very optimistic about 2020. Everything was set up to just be this amazing opening to an incredible year of gaming a lackluster 2019 yeah according to some people <laughs> to some people not <laughs> us uh yeah all that's out the window <laughs> <laughs> because we have been hit with a series of delay <laughs> every game is going to be a launch title for the ps5 every game and xbox series X. every game even <laughs> though none of them are coming out in holiday 2020 <laughs> but yeah first delay i'll just i'll ease you in let's put the pinky toe in the water let's put the big toe in the water first and then the pinky toe and Look, the little piggy going all the way home <laughs> <laughs> and then get that heel in there so first delay is a little light final fantasy 7 remake it has been pushed back, but not much. Just about a month. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake has been delayed to April 10th. Thank you for IGN for the information. According to Square Enix, we know that so many of you are looking forward to the release of Final Fantasy VII Remake and have been waiting patiently to experience what we have been working on. In order to ensure we deliver a game that is in line with our vision and the quality that our fans who have been waiting for deserve. What? <laughs> who have been waiting and uh, i'm sure there were some it's square enix i'm sure there were some translation issues oh in the quality that our fans who have been waiting for the game phantom subject deserve <laughs> we have decided to move the release date to april 10th 2020 uh, sit simmer down <laughs> gotta call the beast master back <laughs> <laughs> on hand it uh we're making this tough decision in order to give ourselves a few extra weeks to apply final polish to the game and to deliver you with the best possible experience i on behalf of the whole team want to apologize to everyone as i know this means waiting for the game just a little bit longer thank you for your patience and continued support <laughs> I, I i wasn't in a rush to go out and get final fantasy 7 remake and they only pushed it by a month so it's not like it's that bad yeah i mean i haven't bought a like so this is gonna be a, a this is going to kind of be my perspective on any of these games. And it's a very subjective perspective because I can't remember the last game I bought at launch. So oh, that's um, an interesting perspective, actually. Yeah. And so for me, any of these delays don't really affect me at all because it's whenever I get to it, it's when I get to it. So like it's yeah, it's pushed a month, but whatever it's uh that means i'll be getting it maybe five months from now who knows there you go or if i've if i've beaten octopath traveler by the time this game comes out maybe i'll just move right in on final fantasy i mean i have no intent of picking up this game until all the parts are out and there's like a collection that's the route that i would rather take with it i'd also i think this is the year that a dub upgrades the tv mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm trying to get some hdr i'm trying to get some 4k in my life mm -hmm. And you know what? PS4 Pro does all that. I have games that support all that, so I can enjoy things in a fresh new light while I wait for Final Fantasy VII Remake to be remade. <laughs> <laughs> but it 
that push into April would seem to push it up against another game that comes out in April. Oh, no, not another one. But before we get to that, we must talk about one of the other March games that got delayed. Avengers. Yes, it was announced that Marvel's Avengers has been delayed, and this is a slightly longer delay than Final Fantasy VII Remake, as it has been pushed to September 4th, 2020. See, when we set out to bring you our vision for Marvel's Avengers, we committed to delivering an original story-driven campaign, engaging co-op, and compelling content for news years <laughs> news for years to come. To that end, we will spend this additional development time focusing on fine-tuning and polishing the game to the high standards our fans expect and deserve. Square really trying to give everybody what they deserve around this time. <laughs> Do you think we see uh, Avengers now at E3? Like more gameplay? Or do you think that they kind of just skip E3 and then when we get the game, we get the game? That's a really good question. Because Final Fantasy VII, would, the first part would have been out for a couple of months by the time E3 rolls around and probably even be playable on the showroom floor. The only thing they really would have to showcase at their booth is Marvel's Avengers in my opinion um mm -hmm. what who knows what else square might have they might have some new announcements i know like bravely default 2 is in the works and that kind of stuff so you know they've always got something up their sleeve we'll just have to see do you think control issues is going to be attending e3 this year i don't know it's becoming more of a fan event we might have to be there show mm -hmm. up and show out mm -hmm. show up and tell these trolls to sh get the fuck out Let's see if we can get them past <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, again, another game that I wasn't itching to rush out and buy, so the delay really doesn't hurt me none. It's more money I can keep in my pocket longer. I wasn't going to get it on day one anyway. And I, I want to see a lot more from Avengers, so hopefully it is at E3. Hopefully they show us some later game content. Yeah, because I feel like right now everybody's basing their, their perception of the game on that first part really that i guess that demo section where you're getting a taste of all the uh all the avengers heroes um so yeah it i guess it might serve to show more of the game and so being that they can now show this game off at e3 maybe we'll see more slices of maybe later content Hopefully. some other characters so getting to the next delay <laughs> <laughs> so we told you that Final Fantasy VII Remake was pushed to April and that put it up against another big game that, that got the delay. I'm sure most of you know what that big game is. We won't keep you in suspense for too much longer. That game is Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, Cyberpunk 2077 has been moved out of April and put squarely in September with Marvel's Avengers. However, they are two weeks apart since Cyberpunk will be launching on September 17th. Did they delay it to give Keanu Reeves more, more speaking lines? <laughs> <laughs> they let him recover from John Wick 4. Johnny Scissorhands. <laughs> yes, there was, um, there was a tweet. Keanu Reeves gave... The CD Project Red uh, signed guitar, the Johnny Silverhand. What? <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool. You could check that out on CD Project Red's Twitter. But yeah, CD Project Red says we're. Hold on, let me go to the tweet. Says we have important news regarding Cyberpunk 2077's release date. We'd like to share with you today. Cyberpunk 2077 won't make the April release window and we're moving the launch date to September 17th, 2020. We are currently at a stage where the game is complete and playable, mm -hmm. but there's still work to be done. Mm -hmm. Night City is massive, full of stories, content, and places to visit. But due to the sheer scale and complexity of it all, we need more time to finish playtesting, fixing, and polishing. We want Cyberpunk 2077 to be our crowning achievement for this generation, and postponing launch will give us the precious months we need to make the game perfect. Expect more regular updates on progress as we get closer to the new release date. We're really looking forward to seeing you in Night City. Thank you for the ongoing support. I like to hear that. Um, that was a pretty good, uh, I guess, breakdown of their situation in that it sounds like the game is pretty much good to go and now it's literally just like like you know going and cleaning up this making this a little look a little more shiny 
Um, so that's a good sign. It's not that they're delaying to add in a bunch of content. It's more or less just like fine tuning what they already have in place. Exactly. It's it's not like there's issues with the game or maybe there are who knows they said that the game is massive a game like this needs more time for them to explore all the possible ways that people can break it so that they can prevent people from breaking it and we can all have a smooth cohesive experience and we can get on the internet talking about how much we love the game rather than how much we're frustrated by something that doesn't work or something that doesn't trigger or or a trophy that doesn't pop all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's. I I have no problem with it. I already have it pre-ordered and paid for. Collector's edition. Got to get those enamel pins. <laughs> I'm all about it. Cyberpunk. I have high hopes for it. And yeah, man, it's. We have to learn how to appreciate the delays. And honestly, I've seen the gaming community be very mature about all this. You know, it's sometimes it's necessary. I would rather a game be pushed back in order for them to get something right rather than enduring a month or two of hot fixes and patches in order to get it to a state that it could have been if they just pushed it back a little. Yeah, I mean, we saw this with the Ubisoft delays where Yves Gourmand basically just said straight up, like, we saw with the release of uh, Ghost Recon, uh, yeah, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, that Uh, after receiving some criticism uh, and just based on some of the sales, at least with the initial launch that the consumers are letting us know that this is not acceptable and that there are some things that we as a company could do better to make sure that that initial experience is where the consumers expectations want them to be. And so, yeah, to hold off and, so that that isn't, as you said, one, the discussion, but two, isn't affecting the sales of the game. That makes total sense as opposed to let's just get it out and fix it after the fact. They they want to have that initial splash when the game is released. Mm-hmm. They want to have everybody rejoicing, holding hands in the street. <laughs> I, I, I know we got I know we got at least one more delayed. Uh, no, I think that was all of them. Uh, you want to talk about Tony Stark? Iron Man VR (laughs) the most anticipated game of the year Uh, we we have something that's less of a delay and more of a straight up cancellation because your boys over at Sony they looked at E3 and it was like nah son (laughs) yeah so Sony is not going to be at E3 in 2020 they're Reasoning is as follows. After a thorough evaluation, Sony Interactive Entertainment has decided not to participate in E3 2020. We have great respect for the ESA as an organization, but we do not feel the vision of E3 2020 is the right venue for what we are focused on this year. We love you, but we're not in love with you. Exactly. Uh, Sony says it will be participating in hundreds of consumer events across the globe this year to promote PS4 and PS5 games. They got all the side pieces. Our focus is on making sure fans feel part of the PlayStation family and have access to play their favorite content. We have a fantastic lineup of titles coming to PlayStation 4 with the upcoming launch of PlayStation 5. We are truly looking forward to a year of celebration with our fans. <laughs> I mean, how do you like? How do you feel about just E three in general and the need to be at E three? I think E three is outstanding. I don't think you need to be at the event itself in order for anything to mean anything. Sony's been doing these state of plays now; those can only get better especially if the things that they reveal in the state of plays are just the things that they were going to reveal at E3. So why not do it on their own time, in their own format, getting their own hits, their own traffic, their own clicks, instead of everything going through E3. At the same token, Bethesda doesn't show up at E3, or at least they don't present there. They have their own event like a day before. Sony can do the same thing at a different place. Like You don't... You don't need to be in the club to get the benefits of being in the club. Uh, like if you're if you're hanging around the club anyway, you're kind of cool by association. So 
you know, there are some people who are trying to take this as a sign, like, oh, they have nothing to show. They're they're just handing next generation to Microsoft. It's like they said they won't be at E3. They didn't say they're leaving the gaming industry or that they're not going to show you anything. They're going to be at other events. They're more than likely going to have the February Destination PlayStation event in the coming weeks where they're going to talk at least talk about the console since they didn't even show it off back in 2013 when they talked about the PS4. Uh, I mean, there there are plenty of other events. Tokyo Game Show, GamesCon, anything they can just they can make up shows. They can do a PSX. Like we're getting new consoles this year. You're going to be hearing from Sony. They're going to give you a reason to want to own their box. So you know all the doom and gloom about it. I don't understand. Yeah, um, the way I look at it is like there are a couple of factors that come into play with this decision. I mean, one. We see with the uh, success of the Nintendo Switch that Nintendo has kind of set the tone for you can you can control the messaging and you don't have to rely on any event to get your messaging out. You can do it in your own way, and I think Sony, <laughs> yeah. And so I feel like like Sony has taken that note and they're like, yeah, like we don't have to rely on E three. We can we can get this information out, and then I would say like how people have kind of pointed a finger at the potential arrogance of Sony based off of their success this generation. I would say the only truth in that is that they have had so much success that they know people say like, Oh, like they need to be at E3 or like they're going to be behind Microsoft, but they've been so successful this generation that they know that the moment that they drop any type of information, no matter which uh, media medium they decide to filter it through people are going to be there immediately to soak it up and discuss it so whether it's e3 or gamescom or a, a state of play or a psx when that information does drop and that box is is out there people are going to discuss it i mean people were it was a news headline just discussing the ps5 logo at ces yeah so i mean well, i feel like that was more of the media trying to save face for hyping up playstation 5 being at ces in the first place yeah but i <laughs> because the, that was a bust <laughs> yeah the point being that like if you just if somebody sneezes out playstation 5 people are going to discuss it no matter what so the idea that the only place that you can then drop any news about the playstation 5 is at e3 just i think is totally without base mm-hmm. and so yeah like i think sony knows that they've killed it so hard this generation that they don't have to go head to head with microsoft in that sense like i think people that's them kind of harkening back to the e3 where sony in so many ways i guess dunked on microsoft with the uh handing off the disc to to the homie Mm -hmm. and then so (laughs) they basically they want to see if there's going to be that i guess that the two uh goliaths just standing in the in the the ring yeah and swinging haymakers at each other and trying to one up the other in this one event and maybe sony will have a way of reacting to whatever microsoft has to say at e3 but i think at this point the uh lines have been i guess the the level playing field has been so imbalanced with the success of Sony over Microsoft that it's not really necessary to I guess go that hard at them. So I don't think that they necessarily have to be there because they're not afraid of them. And so um, I think consumers will sit there, at least the gamers will sit there, and they'll be like, "Oh well, this is gonna this is gonna influence my decision." But really, when it comes down to it, as the launch rolls through and we know what games are coming, and based on just all the the groundwork that Sony has done with their exclusives this generation, people aren't going anywhere. Ain't nobody going anywhere. (laughs) I mean, the one generation where Sony was truly tested, they were on their heels, they made mistakes, they came out later, everything was going wrong for them in the PS3 era, still finished neck and neck with Xbox, came back, PS4, did everything right, dominated so hard, Xbox doesn't even talk about consoles hills anymore. So... (laughs) I mean, let's just think about who we're talking about here. As long as as long as they give us the features that we want, as long as they show us the games that we love, ain't nobody leaving PlayStation. Don't tell me where I'm going. Just give me the games when you tell me you're going to give me the games. I heard people even discussing, like, oh, does this mean the launches are going to get delayed? They, they lied to me. Are they going to delay the launch of the console? They lied to me. <laughs> Tell me the truth. You already have my money. Troll of the week. 
troll of the week, 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 Where my games? You swore on your mother's life. Where my games? Where my games? Where my games? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! So today's trolls are not happy about these delays, specifically in general. (laughs) However you want to call it, they're not happy. They're never happy. Here's what they got to say about it. First trolls are coming sideways. Is CD Projekt Red? because there's that bandwagon of haters that's just waiting for them to slip up, just waiting for the opportunity to say that Witcher 3 was a fluke, that CD Projekt Red is a, a one-hit wonder who has three hits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first show says, told you it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> told you. Uh, next show says, scared of Final Fantasy VII Remake, obviously. Wise move. Scared. <laughs> scared. <laughs> Keep in mind, Final Fantasy Remake moved to April. CD Projekt Red was like, fuck that. (laughs) Moved out of April. So, who knows? They said their reasons are for polish, replace, testing, and things. Who knows? Sometimes things get moved to get out of the way of other games. Sometimes things move because they need a little more work. Yeah, I mean, especially when there's this multi-platform versus an exclusive game. I think they're not worried about a Sony exclusive when they have a multi-platform game, especially coming off the strength of The Witcher 3. Yeah, I didn't even think about it in that perspective. It's going to be on, what, PlayStation and PC first? Or only on PlayStation for a second? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't understand what, why one of the most hotly anticipated multi-platform games is fearing from one of the most hotly anticipated exclusive games even if it's only timed. Next Troll says, they must have no faith in their own game to go up against Final Fantasy VII Remake. <laughs> no faith. Next Troll says, the women aren't ugly enough yet. Oh, damn. They're going to reduce them? Yeah, dig, reduce them? Digging into that social justice warrior pot. <laughs> that sports bra ain't tight enough. So now... <laughs> tight enough uh what a fucking joke i knew this would happen fuck all these developers who can't stand by their word (laughs) like this isn't your dad promising to take you to the park this is a company of thousands of people with tens of millions of dollars on the line who only get to make their first impression once they better delay it if it's not if it's not up to par or up to their standards of what they want to put out on day one because you guys are going to be the same ones turning around saying, why didn't they just delay it? Why didn't they take more time in development? How did they not notice this bug? Why are there patches? Yeah, and it's also like, what's more important, your word or your reputation? Because it's like, you could tell, you could say like, oh, this game is going to come out. But the thing that's most important is they promised you a good game Mm -hmm. and so which word are you going to go back on (laughs) well they said it's going to be out here so i don't care what shape it's in (laughs) it needs to be out here and then i'm going to call it like it is and pretend that the game never changed after the day it came out Because, I mean, No Man's Sky today is not No Man's Sky of 2016. Mm-hmm. I'll just say that. Next troll says, R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> they made it. <laughs> that Mr. Hanky Heidi Ho style. <laughs> R.I.P. So, <laughs> Cyberpunk getting delayed five months. It It's no longer even in the discussion anymore. It's dead on arrival. It might as well have been canceled. Is dead in the water. <laughs> is man, yeah, just cancel it. Uh the next trolls are now just coming at delays in general. First one says, just delay it all. Who even gives a fuck anymore? All you ever see is take your time. I can wait. Make the game good. Like nobody is ever inconvenienced by or let down by this bullshit. Release dates aren't something that should just be moved around willy nilly. We need to get some kind of law in place the mm, voice of reason first of all the release dates are not being moved around all willy-nilly final fantasy 7 got delayed a month so they could touch it up the 
Avengers and Cyberpunk got delayed like five or six months so they could polish it and touch it up. It's not like they got toward the release date and we're like, oh, actually, we need a little more time. And then they get toward that one's like, oh, we need a little more time. And then they move it to like 2021 and then you get to 2021 like, oh, actually, we're moving up. Yeah, like they're think- not moving it around all willy-nilly. They're taking the time they think is necessary in order to complete the product. Let them work. Yeah, like they have the calendar on the wall and they're just throwing darts at it. Yeah. Like, all right, that's going to be the day. Cause, uh- and along this whole <laughs> period of time, they kept hitting the same day. Then <laughs> suddenly, somebody's arm got a little tired. Yeah. Uh, next show says 2014 all over again yeah whatever happened then <laughs> amc do you even remember what games came out in 2014 i don't remember what i was doing in my life in 2014 i don't even remember what i was wearing in 2014 <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember who was president in 2014 i don't even remember what responsibilities i had in my job <laughs> at 2014 like it's Fucking 2014. Have you just been sitting here with 2014 hanging over your head like the sword of Damocles? Just, uh, I never never wanted to go through that again. Never again. Like, is your soul scarred by the the delayed games of 2014 that are all out now? (laughs) 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 That you all have, Mm -hmm. that you've enjoyed, that have been patched and updated and supported for the past six years never forget never forget hashtag never forget hashtag 2014 <laughs> coney 2014 like so so i just like it falls in line with the people who like oh it was a terrible game at launch like dude it's been three years <laughs> why are you still holding on to the memory of the way the game came out it's not that way anymore play it for what it is not for what it was well if it was something that personally happened in his life in 2014 that's when his I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna speak evil to power. <laughs> I'm sure his mother or their mother is a wonderful person, and they deserve a long, fruitful life. Yeah, I bet, uh, I bet they are nice people. Next troll. <laughs> if they couldn't commit to the date they gave us, they shouldn't have given us one in the first place. God damn it! It's all about commitment. It's all about commitment. The problem with that statement is they gave us a date because at the point in time they gave it to us they were reasonably sure that they could meet it and as it approached maybe something happened maybe they found something maybe somebody transposed a number and it threw everything off something or other happened or they saw the state of the game as it was coming together and they realized hey maybe this release date isn't as realistic as we thought let's push it back a bit as I noted earlier in the show, do you want the you want them to keep their word and put the game out on the day they told you it was going to be out and you can't play it because it's in a miserable state? Or would you rather them push it back and take their one first impression to give you the game that they promised they would give you mm. in the way they want you to experience it? Mm. Just saying. Mm. Next troll says a delayed game is eventually good. But a rush game is forever bad. So we tend to see this comment resurfacing every time a game gets delayed and people trying to make others see the bright side of it. However, this quote is a bit outdated now because a rush game isn't forever bad. A bad game is reasonably bad throughout its lifetime, but with patches, with updates, with connected consoles. A rush game can be good. A rush game can be great. Even a game that was delayed, that was good when it came out, can become something different or something better. Diablo 3 was fantastic when it came out, in my opinion, on PlayStation. Don't at me. Ain't trying to hear it. I thought it was great. And then they made it even better over a number of years with free content updates with a couple of premium add-ons and it was awesome i mean no man's sky probably needed a little more time i think that got delayed too but over the life that it has existed it has gone from what it was to what it is which you can put those two games together side by side and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference like it's that big of a difference 
I don't know. What do you think, AMC? I don't know. First, you'd have to define rushed game because I'm not too familiar with development cycles and what would be considered like rushed. Like, hey, we need to get this out within a year so that we can capitalize on this genre. Um, rushed not- <laughs> means no updates, no patches, and it's perfect. Okay. So, yeah. Um, rushed means if I find a problem in the game that they miss, then they rushed it. Then it was rushed. <laughs> Arr, what a rush. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You'd have to first, like, assume that games are even rushed. Like, a 13-year a, a development cycle, and then the game comes out with issues. Does that mean it was it was a rushed development yeah. cycle? No, they should have delayed it a couple more years. <laughs> so, like, uh, yeah, you'd have to take that seriously. And then, yeah, I completely agree with the point that... A game that comes out at launch with a couple of issues, it can easily be fixed. I think some people would say that whatever version of Destiny, but the, I guess the the titled Vanilla Destinies, um, that those are those are for some reason bad. But if you were to look at the Taken King or whatever the uh, Destiny Two equivalent of that was, um, Shadow King, it might have been Forsaken. Yeah, um, yeah, the. But there's always that update that comes along and pushes the game to the next level and then everybody's back on it and the people who got it initially played through that they enjoyed the vanilla version and then once they got that that uh taken king then it's just it's gone to another like stratosphere so i mean people were trying to say witcher 3 blood and wine should have qualified as game of the year mm-hmm. <laughs> a Great. candidate uh, yeah, and look at like yeah, like Grand Theft Auto and where it's at online from where it was when it initially launched to where it's at now. Um, so yeah, like anything that comes out um, at launch that might see you know, Overwatch. People said like Overwatch didn't have enough modes when it came out. Now look at that game. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, with a sequel on the way. Yeah, so it's like that idea that a game can't have an evolution within its development cycle. Um, I think that's at this point an old idea an old hat i'll I'll say (laughs) Mm -hmm. absolutely next troll says the point is they're basically lying to people yeah the game will be out on this day whoops i can see mistakes here and there but this is the norm rather than the exception and it's dishonest at best again as you get close to the deadline as you're tightening things up Sometimes you realize some things are out of place or some things aren't as good as you feel you should be offering to people. And sometimes you have to make the hard decision to incur a greater cost. And nobody nobody talks about that, how a delay is them taking more time, which is them spending more money beyond what they budgeted. You know, and nobody also talk nobody also talks about, oh, that's more time the developers are earning a paycheck. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All those freelance artists that everybody gets upset about when they get laid off at the end of a major game's development, well, they just got five months of additional work. So, you know, weigh the good with the bad. Uh, so, Doing apparently what they love, which is yeah. make video games. And it's also, you're working you're working on a deadline. Like, I, I work on monthly deadlines. I work in the world of finance and accounting. The first two weeks of every month are hellacious and you know sometimes it's like yeah we want to close on this date and then we get close to that date and it's like yeah we ain't closing (laughs) (laughs) there there's some stuff going on we found out somebody was putting something in the system that shouldn't have gone in the system some people are using the wrong dates Uh, somebody put this somebody voided this and it cleared the bank (laughs) there's just all kinds of little hiccups and things that go on when you putting something under the microscope and you're examining how well put together it is. Yeah. Like it's important to look at labor practices and try to get the best out of them so that it's fair to the worker, but oh, we're um, going to talk about that in a bit. Yeah. But to compare like what's going on, these delays to the equivalent to people working in sweatshops, it's not the same thing. <laughs> yeah. And it's also like dishonest, like get out of here with that nonsense. It's how can, Let's see. This isn't like you promising you're going to take your kid to the park and then your wife can't cook dinner. So you have to do it. So you can't take your kid to the park. This is hundreds, maybe thousands of people spread out over what, like Warsaw and Krakow in two different regions of the world. Like all these developers, they're spread out. It's multiple hands in the pot. It's thousands tens of thousands maybe hundreds of thousands of parts that all have to come together and work together correctly like that's 
the amount of respect and reverence that needs to go toward developers for what they accomplish by putting these increasingly better products together just year after year after year it is immeasurable because like I challenge anybody who is upset by delays or who thinks developers are lazy or incompetent to put together their own team and make their own award-winning game <laughs> with their own money and see how that goes. Yeah. But let's get, Oh, what's up? And I was just going to say like, and kind of to that point, there are key areas that might feel it more when it comes to these delays and maybe the crunch that comes along with it. But it's not saying that, oh, now the custodians are working 20-hour shifts. Yeah. <laughs> the, the mail guys. The mail room. <laughs> like, there are key... You better open all those letters. Yeah, there are key portions of, like, key like key departments that might fill this. But just to hear delay doesn't mean that all 100,000 people that maybe had a hand in, say, touching a game... All, all felt that that bit of uh, the delay. receptionist yeah. <laughs> sleep at her desk um, or his desk last troll delays are a good thing tell that to kingdom hearts 3 a piece of shit game <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know what to say to that because i didn't play kingdom hearts 3 e single got on that he enjoyed it quite a bit a lot of fan service a lot of big summons I mean, I don't know what to say to you trolls, man. It's You got to do what's right. If you're going to be the same person that's going to complain about every little glitch and bug in the game, then you can't also be the same person who's going to complain when a developer takes the time to minimize those occurrences, even if it means that the date they initially gave you becomes unreasonable. You got to have some wiggle room. You got to be a human being. You got to have empathy. You got to have compassion. They're just like you, except they're making something for you. Be patient. Be gracious. Troll of the week. 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 Troll of the week, 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 troll of the week. You gotta make me want it. I am entitled. All right, so let's get into the next topic of the week. Top topic of the week. And I'll apologize in advance now because we got MPD, but we have a lot of MPD. So there's going to be lists on lists on lists because we don't, not only do we have December MPD, we also got the year's best selling games. Oh, and damn. then on top of that, we got the best selling games of the decade. Oh, damn. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> So bear with all the lists that we got coming. So we're going to lead off with that NPD, the best-selling games of December 2019, mm-hmm. uh, provided by Matt Piscatella, mm-hmm. filtered through VentureBeat, mm-hmm. delivered to your ears by control issues. Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> so number one for December 2019, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019. <laughs> <laughs> he said, this, uh, what, th- this is December. Yeah, because, you know, it's um, there's been other Call of Duty Modern Warfare, so they distinguish it by calling it Modern Warfare 2019. Okay. Number two on the list, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. That's fantastic. Yes, yeah, so seeing Respawn EA do well, that's nice. And seeing people hopefully enjoying what is a fantastic Star Wars experience, one of the best ones that we've gotten in a very long time. So keep on buying, keep on playing. I believe they just issued a patch which makes the DLC lightsaber orange color free for everybody. Oh, I thought they locked it away, dumb. Well, you know, if you're patient, sometimes things come together in your favor. Remember, they're trying to win your business. They want to get you off of the keyboards and onto the couches again. Let's let's play games. I'm sure Respawn had to fight with all the EA executives to get that. Because, <laughs> you know, they're the only developer in there. That they had to bargain, like, okay, you're going to do that, but you got to give us a microtransaction. you got to give me an all. Yeah. you got to put that R2-D2 skin in there for eight bucks. Come on. As he's rolling dice. <laughs> Oh man! All right. Oh, Bob Iger. <laughs> uh, 
uh, Speak Oh the Devil, number three, coming again from that EA published. Uh, this being Madden NFL 20. Because, of course. Yeah. Uh, number four, NBA 2K20. Because, of course. Number five, Luigi's Mansion 3. Number six. All right. AMC helped there. Yep. Number six, Pokemon Sword. All right. Number seven, Pokemon Mario Kart oh. <laughs> 8. <laughs> Omarion Kart. <laughs> number eight, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Okay. Number nine, Pokemon Shield. There we go. So we're seeing, a, yeah, we see a little bit of a gap there between Pokemon Sword and Shield. So people clearly leaning towards Pokemon Sword. I think that's just the soccer moms not realizing it's a package deal. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I got you that new Pokemon. <laughs> that man. It's only the sword. <laughs> I need the shield as well. <laughs> I need to be complete. I need my defense. Um, and I guess an even bigger note, I mean, so I'm sure if you were to combine the two, maybe it might look a little different, but Luigi's Mansion outselling Pokemon. So that's, mm, that's one of the Pokemon. Yeah. Well, but combined. Yeah. Combined. They, they <laughs> combined with their powers combined. They might be stronger than Luigi, but mm. Luigi holding it down. Captain sales leader. Yeah. <laughs> um, number 10, Minecraft. All right. Number Damn. 11. <laughs> I know. Outselling this next game. That's always on the list. I love Grand Theft Auto 5. Not even in the top 10. Damn, Grand Theft Auto 5 outselling a game that came after it. That was supposed that made a splash. Number 12, Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm. Damn, so Grand Theft Auto 5 outselling Red Redemption, Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't like the controls. Oh, he's so heavy. Uh, I, I don't like ride. pulling the trigger again to cock the hammer back. Why am I riding a horse in a game that's all about the West? Uh, <laughs> video games are no place for realism. Uh, all I talked about is how beautiful the game is and how I like to ride around and look at things, and then the game tells me to do that and I get angry. <laughs> <laughs> God, that game is so gorgeous. I need to go back to it. Yeah. Hopefully get get it on that PS5 backward compatibility. Maybe get some upscaling. Maybe get some frame rate. Get that range razor. <laughs> 13, FIFA 20. All right. 14, that just dance. All right. 15. Okay. Everybody yeah. just dancing, huh? Uh-huh. Oh, I mean, EA just showing up. Uh, Need for Speed Heat at 15. <laughs> 16. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Okay. 17, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Okay. 18, Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. Damn. And then Super Mario Party. And then to close off the list at 20, because nobody wanted it at A-Dub, Ring Fit Adventure. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Ghost Recon. Ghost Recon. Yeah. Damn. Um, so this is a note from Nintendo. Uh, half of December's top 20 best-selling games were published by Nintendo, so showing up strong for the holiday season. Um, here are some notes about sales numbers. Dollar sales of tracked video game software declined 13% in December compared to a year ago to $1.1 billion, while annual sales dropped 9% to $6.6 billion. Declines were experienced across all platforms in December, while Switch was the only platform with gains for the year. Um... Here's a note for Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Call of Duty Modern Warfare was the best-selling game in the U.S. for the third consecutive month since October launch, um, and it launches and it finishes 2019 as the best-selling game of the year. This is the 11th consecutive year that Call of Duty has been the best-selling franchise. Mm. Uh, we have some notes on how it sold for the decade, but we'll hold off for now. Mm. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order note. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order re repeats as the second best-selling game of the month. With only two months in market, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order becomes Respawn Entertainment's best-selling game of all time in terms of dollar sales. Well, damn. Yeah. I'm glad I could help. Yeah. Um, so they, we see, they deserved it. Yeah, we see how they killed it with Apex. You give them a license, a huge license, and they end up just blowing out numbers. So, yeah, bravo to them. Uh, here's a note for MLB The Show 19. MLB The Show 19 is now the best-selling baseball genre game in U.S. history. Lifetime full-game dollar sales of MLB The Show 19 have now surpassed those of MVP Baseball 20, 2004, which originally released in March 2004. So I guess there's a note that MLB The Show 19 has been, I guess, the best in that franchise. A lot of historical landmarks coming out of, or historical benchmarks coming out of this generation. I mean, we got the PlayStation 4 inching into the best, one of the best consoles sold of all time. We have Smash Ultimate 
being the highest selling fighting game of all time. We have Grand Theft Auto Five. Well, that's a last gen game, but in conjunction with the remaster from this gen becoming the gr- the biggest selling game in America mm-hmm. <laughs> of all time. Or maybe not. I don't know. But we got to look at it. Just a lot of things. And then MOB the show all time. It just, it goes on. Yeah. And I mean, and this is one of those things too. Uh, MOB the show. Uh, so we saw with that release and uh, with the, the details in the contract that MOB the show will be going multi-platform. At least that's a clause now. So it's not a Sony exclusive anymore, even though it's published by PlayStation still. I, and I think some people have seen this as maybe... Uh, a potential problem for Sony moving forward because now it's like, oh, well, now if I can get it on this console, I might get it on this console. But I also look at it as this game has been selling well as an exclusive and now it's about to go multi-platform and Sony still holds the rights to it. So that game is now just going to bring in that much more money into Sony for their studios. So I think that I, I see it as an overall positive for them. Um Let's see now here. Uh, Nintendo Switch. Oh, this is a console note. Nintendo Switch was the best-selling hardware platform for both December and 2019, uh, while Sony's PlayStation 4 finished as the best-selling hardware uh, of the decade. So, yeah. I Damn. Mean, that's that's definitely... Damn. As you had mentioned, I mean, there's no comparison. PlayStation 4 has just been killing it from day one, from jump. Exactly. For your viewing pleasure. <laughs> so uh, let's get into 2019's top 20 best-selling games of the year. Oh, shit. Number one, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Uh, two, NBA 2K20. Three, Madden NFL 20. Four, Borderlands. Three. All right. You know the game where people said, oh, the jokes are bad and everything? Well, apparently it's one of the best-selling games of the year. In the top five. <laughs> Your top five. Dead or Alive and that's a soft one LP. <laughs> Number five, Mortal Kombat 11. Damn, so doing great. Uh, six, there we go, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Climbing. Well, Climbing. it's gotten about as high as it's going to get for 2019. Yeah, I mean, it came out later in the year. That just shows how well Call of Duty sold that it still finished as the best-selling game of the year. Um, but yeah, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order still doing well. Seven, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Eight, you know, the game that, um, what do you say, was a, a piece of shit, even though it got delayed? Kingdom Hearts Kingdom 3. Kingdom Hearts 3 at number eight. Piece of shit game. <laughs> Eighth best-selling game of the year. Uh, number nine, Tom, Clan- Tom Clancy's The Division 2. Ten, uh, Mario Kart 8. Grand Theft Auto 5. Red Dead Redemption 2. Number 13, Minecraft. FIFA 20. 15, it made it in the top 20, A-Dub, even though everybody hated it. Anthem. Ooh. 16, Pokemon Sword, Resident Evil 2, 2019. Uh, 18, Luigi's Mansion 3. Oh, it made it in the top 20, A-Dub, Days Gone. Well, that just shows that 2019 wasn't a strong year. No, nobody plays, nobody wants zombie games. <laughs> zombie Army 4. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the way out. 19th best-selling game of the Dying year. Dying Light 2. Oh, yeah, you still got to do number 20. Mm-hmm. And then number 20, Super Smash, uh, I'm sorry, Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. Damn. Um, now, the uh, 2019's best-selling games uh, for each individual individual console, we're going to do top five. Number one, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. This is for Xbox. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, number one. Two, Madden NFL 20, NBA 2K20, Borderlands 3, and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order at number five. For the PlayStation, uh, top top selling games uh number one call of duty modern warfare 2019 nba 2k20 madden nfl 20 mortal Kombat 11 and star wars jedi fallen order and then for nintendo switch their best-selling games of the year on their console uh super smash bros ultimate mario kart 8 pokemon sword luigi's mansion 3 and super mario brothers u deluxe all right yeah so that Smash Brothers carryover because it released in December of last year and to still be the best selling game of the year. That's pretty awesome. All right. And so, yeah, let's go into the top 20 best selling games uh, from tw- 2010 to 2019. So, best selling games of the decade. Number one, Grand Theft Auto V. No. no surprise. Two, all right, now get ready for this Call of Duty Black Ops. Mm-hmm. Number three, Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Mm-hmm. Number 4, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Okay. Number 5, 
Call of Duty Black Ops 3. God damn. Number six, Call of Duty Ghost. Wow. <laughs> so were it not for GTA 5, Call of Duty, each individual <laughs> Call of Duty would have been the top five best-selling games of the decade. Yeah. Um, and still showing up, even though, as we mentioned, Grand Theft Auto outsold it, but still made a splash. Number seven, Red Dead Redemption 2. That's good. So, what, it came out, was it last year? Yeah, October 2018. Yeah, and already the seventh best-selling game of the decade. <laughs> so that's, that's pretty notable. That's awesome. Um, number eight, Call of Duty War, uh, World War Two. They're back. Number nine, Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Gosh darn. <laughs> Ten, Minecraft. Oh. <laughs> Eleven, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. <laughs> Number 12, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019. Only been out a year, number 12 on the list. Is this an out-of-season April Fool's Day? <laughs> All right, we see in this game now. Uh, 13, uh, Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, because that game was ported to everything and just continued to sell. Mm, it was still awesome. Yeah. Um, 14, Mario Kart 8. Number 15, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. <laughs> 16. I thought nobody was it this was this the one that nobody wanted? Uh Battlefield One. Which was the one that was controversial because it had like Battlefield a woman. Five. Oh, that was the one that had the woman on the cover? Yeah. Okay, so everybody liked this one apparently. Women aren't war fighters. <laughs> which they were. Yeah. Seventeen, Battlefield Four. And then eighteen, because everybody hated this game apparently and it ruined the entire generation, but everybody got it. Destiny. Um Destiny? De- that Destiny. <laughs> that Destiny. Nineteen, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Oh. And number twenty, I thought nobody liked this game, A dub, because of the microtransactions, how it ruined the entire Star Wars franchise. Number twenty, Star Wars Battlefront two twenty fifteen edition. Damn. So, made it as one of the best-selling games, even though it had microtransactions and loot boxes and everything else. That was so, wrong. despite all the trolling, <laughs> despite all the controversies that the online gaming communities want you to believe, the top 20 games of the past 10 years are, by and large, online multiplayer shooters with short campaigns, if they have campaigns at all. I thought people only wanted single-player experiences, Ada. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And then I thought I thought people open world fatigue. Yeah, I'm so tired. The only what three of the four single player games on there: GTA Five, Grand I mean, Grand Theft Auto Five, Red Dead Redemption Two, Days Gone. Oh, not Days Gone. What was the other? Oh, Let Breath of the Wild. Yeah, Breath of the Wild. I got open world fatigue. Don't do anything original. Yeah, I remember all people. Witcher Three, not on there. All people talked about was like always online. Why do Why do I got to play online? People don't have good internet connections, mm-hmm. and yet well, what about the boys <laughs> in the farms? <laughs> and yet all people are playing are games that require connection to online. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Microsoft could have had a much better generation <laughs> of console hardware if people just got over their own preferences and realized that the world is bigger than themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah um oh and this is just for funsies because they released it the uh top 20 best-selling games from 2000 through 2009 we'll just run right through this oh of the previous decade yeah are you ready for this do you have a do you have a guess what the number one would be for the best-selling game of the previous decade 2000 Call of to, duty to 2009 no guitar hero 3 legends of rock Oh wow, this is just like a different era. Are you ready for this one? This this defines that era. Number two, we fit. <laughs> I thought people didn't want to exercise while playing their video games. They this is a huge <laughs> difference. I thought people didn't want to move around while playing video games. <laughs> Why would they put out the ring fit, a dub <laughs> or whatever that shit is? <laughs> I don't understand. They're out of touch. Yeah, <laughs> they don't know what they're talking about. Number three, rock band. Yeah, we were just into music back in the day. And we were all about the peripherals, a eh, dove. <laughs> Neither one of us owned Guitar Hero, by the way. Yeah. Also, all the best-selling games of the previous of that previous generation all had all, were all about peripherals. Mm-hmm. Number four, we play with remote. <laughs> Damn. Number five, Guitar Hero World Tour. Uh, number six, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. So now we're finally seeing Call of Duty show up. And Activision just killing it every yeah. decade. <laughs> <laughs> number seven, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Number eight, Mario Kart Wii. 
Number nine, Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Mm-hmm. Um, Call of Duty World at War. Guitar Hero 2. Rock Band 2. <laughs> now we got number 13, Madden NFL 7. Uh, 14, Halo 3. Madden NFL 8. Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Uh, 17, Madden NFL 9. 18, Halo 2. 19, Grand Theft Auto 4. And then 20, Madden NFL six, uh, 2006. Damn. Yeah. So you just start to see the beginnings of the return of the first person shooter. Yeah. I mean, um, then in the following decade, the sheer and utter dominance of the first person shooter. And I guess the, maybe the, the somewhat surprising thing is that Sony being known for exclusives. Uh, I don't see one Sony exclusive on this list. Uh, I guess, uh, was Grand Theft Auto was, was that, uh, Vice City was an exclusive, I guess. Right. I know. I believe they launched on Sony consoles first, later coming to Xbox. Yeah. But yeah, we have. They did enjoy a period of exclusivity, and I believe Grand Theft Auto 4 was the one that first launched as a simultaneous worldwide release. So yeah, uh, we have Halo 2, Halo 3 on this list, and then Mario Kart, but yeah, no Sony exclusives. But yeah, so we see that. I guess Sony exclusives really took over this generation, or at least uh, within that the decade following uh, 2009. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, so yeah, we see some history there. We see some sales. We see some people called on their bullshit by not voting with their wallets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people like to tell you the direction that they see the industry going, but then we see that the consumers will show you which direction that they want it to go in. Um, and that's why the industry reacts in that way. But yeah, anyways, um, you have, oh yeah, we have a one final note, A-Dub, uh, some possible rumor and speculation, I, I believe it was. Yeah, so Kotaku reports that they're hearing from sources Horizon Zero Dawn might be making the crossover to PC. Oh, we got the mods coming. Oh, we got the mods coming. I'm actually very anxious to see the mods. However, knowing the gaming community, I'm pretty sure that there are a couple that are at the top of the list. I mean, first one, make the Make Horizon Fun mod. And then, of course, tied for first place is going to be Make Alloy Hot mod. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, get rid of them shaky physics as they're talking to you in the cutscenes. Oh, they're going to make her like scantily clad. <laughs> they're going to put supermodel faces on her make her body all kim kardashian out you think they're gonna put in like mecha godzilla as one of the robots that you fight <laughs> somebody's gonna put in real animals <laughs> and you're gonna be knocking off hunks of meat <laughs> taking apart real animals just flesh <laughs> yeah. uh, i'm nah, we'll see it hasn't been confirmed yet so it's a rumor you know us here at control issues if we're not starting the rumor we don't want nothing to do with it Look at all these rumors. Surrounding me every day. So you got any final words, A-Dub? Well, normally I would tell people to just, you know, take some time and relax. But thanks to all these delays, you're going to do it anyway. So this is Control Issues. I am A-M-C. And this is A-Dub. We are Control Issues. Thanks for playing. Suckers. Suckers. Control 